Welcome back. We're here with Trainer Roads, Jonathan Lee, after stage four of single track six. John, how you doing? Doing well. Today was we're in the second half of the race now. It's six stages. So I started, there was a really big climb that I wanted to respect and not go too hard on. Turns out I kind of couldn't go too hard. Uh, we'll get into that later. But after that, I started to uncork it a bit and go a little bit harder, uh, which felt pretty good. So yeah, it was a good stage. Uh, it was, let's see how long, uh, it was 21 miles. So really not that far. The start of it for a while was just like a bike path. Um, for the first, let's see, I'm looking at the ride file now. Yeah. For the first four miles, we were on pavement kind of like everyone's smelled dirt and like a path. And then after four miles, then we hit a fire road and then short descent after that fire road climb. And then a really, really long climb, climbed about 1800 feet and, mm -hmm. uh, super steep, super loose fire road with like tons of like rain ruts and just loose rock, uh, really tricky climb to go up. Then after that big long descent and then some like punchier and then like a sustained this, uh, climb to a fun, like machine built, uh, finish. So yeah, it was a good time. Um, overall, like elevation game, we climbed 4,100 feet in that 21 miles. Uh, not as technical as yesterday at all. Um, mm -hmm. but good fun. Man, that kind of loose, like cognitively demanding climbing, I feel like just zaps me like physically too. And then like, are you in the position too? where you're, are you still kind of floating behind that lead group and between everyone yeah. else? Or are you feeling you have to like navigate people or are you just like alone? <laughs> no, alone, not having to navigate. Thank goodness. Cause that would be, cause it's one of those situations too, where like restarting would be really hard in a, in a lot of areas on that climb, just because yeah. you'd start out and just rocks would be rolling underneath your tires. So it's like all about keeping momentum and kind of like doing little surges, but you also can't put out too much power because if you do, you lose traction. So, you know, if you had a higher threshold, you could probably put out more power more comfortably. Right. And then mm -hmm. you could carry a bit more momentum, but even then there were sections where I'm sure you were just kind of capped at like, I don't know, X Watts. Like if you do more than 400 Watts, you're just going to spin or something. So, uh, yeah, it was a hard climb. Uh, and those big long climbs too, I feel like I'm looking at like my power right now and I settled in and then there was some really rocky bits. So it was a bit surgy. Um, but I just did like, like high, like low sweet spot on the climb all the way to the top. And, um, it, it was just like, I was still plenty tired. Low sweet spot is, feels really hard. Like you said, when you're trying to focus so hard on picking lines and you're fighting for traction, it's like your power is here, but there's so many more things that your body and mind are doing. Right? To your yeah. point, it's really, really hard. It zaps you. It really does. And it's, it's easy to want to look at that kind of power profile and like think about riding on the road and being like, oh yeah, I, I could totally do something like this. No problem. Uh -huh. And it's like so much more taxing in such a weird, different way. It's totally yeah. not comparable. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Yeah. I was thinking about that today. I was like, man, like uh, thinking of like the tour and what they're going up and now like insert just constant rock and they're having to switch their lines from left to right to left to right and hold their balance and mountain biking is just super dynamic. So mm -hmm. it's cool. Yeah. Great. Well, how are you feeling about nutrition and hydration today? Is it hot again? No, we started early, so it really wasn't that hot, but I took in a lot of salt and you could tell I had way more salt stains today than I have in mm. previous days. Cause I took in a lot more salt. 
Um, that's okay. Salt stains are fine. They don't harm anything. So someone recently told me, or I heard overheard someone saying like, if you are a saltier sweater, you will have more. Is that on a podcast actually? Did we talk about that? Yeah. Maybe someone said that if you have more, if you, if you, you know, process salt differently or electrolytes differently, you have more sweat stains. And if you don't have a lot of sweat stains, then I, yeah, I'm not sure about that though. If you take in more sodium, I believe that you can expect to also like secrete more, more sodium. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Through sweat. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that your body will use it. So that to me is like a representation that had a surplus of sodium. However, it's not bad. Like it's not harming performance in any way. Um, mm-hmm. so sweat stains are fine. Uh, yeah, everything was good with, uh, the, the stage itself ended up being two hours and 17 minutes for me. So I took in, enough for two and a half hours. So I probably took in closer to like 115 to 120 grams of carbs today. Uh, but it was good. But the interesting part is like toward the end on the final climb, I really started to like ramp it up more and put out more. And I, for the last 18 minutes, I did 271 NP. And that's kind of also like a misnomer because it's, you're going up a flow trail. So there are a lot of spots mm-hmm. where you have to like ease up and stuff, but there were so many punches above threshold and I spent so much of that time actually above threshold just with those short hits. Um, but it felt really good to like kind of just go hard at the end. And now that we're in the second half of the race, I think that I can start to do that more often. Nice. Yeah. So like, do you feel like there are next, there are opportunities in the next couple of stages for you to try to put some good days in where you're not going to be afraid to hold back so much, you know? Yeah, definitely on the, on the last stage, I would say. Um, and then tomorrow the, the climbs don't look, so tomorrow is like another like 45 Ks or like in the mid twenties for miles. Um, Mm -hmm. and in terms of elevation gain, this one gains 1200 meters. So it's less climbing than what Mm -hmm. we've done previous days. And if you look at the climbs also aren't that big. Like, I think the biggest one comes at the end of the race, which I'm looking forward to and I'll have fueled myself well and be ready to go on that one. But at that one, I think that, yeah, it only climbs like 900 feet or 800 feet. And that's, you know, that's a fair size climb. It's not small and it looks quite steep, um, in spots, but I think that tomorrow will be a day to gain a lot of time. There's like a lot of like longer sloping downhill. And if it's pedalable, I'll be able to make up a bunch of time there and kind of just stay on the gas and kind of like try to negative split the stage, so to speak, in terms of power. And if I can do that, then I'll go into the last stage. It's short enough that I'm just going to, I mean, kind of race it like, like an XEO, like just hard and punching and going and, you know, I'll recover at some point. I'll tell myself, you know, so (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, but yeah, it's kind of exciting. So now like last time I did this race, I remember at the end of stage four, I could not imagine getting back on my bike because my whole body was like so sore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my hands and my arms and like back, shoulders, chest, the whole thing. And now like I'm feeling a bit of soreness all over, but it's not too bad. The legs are sore, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. But really, I feel relatively speaking pretty darn fresh for nice. the last, you know, for the remaining stages. So I'm... All the low volume plan too, man. Wow. I know. Yeah. It's <laughs> what life allows and it's all I can do these days. So yeah. And nice. it works well. So great. Okay. Uh, two more questions. One, um, 
uh, the super like loose, low traction climbs that are steep where like, you know, that if you bobble or like have to put a foot down, it's going to be so tricky to start again. Like that climb was kind of long. Like how do you manage drinking and like, you know, eating and stuff when you like know that taking a hand off the bar or bobbling will be like high consequence. Like, do you just not drink? Like, what'd you do? Yeah. I have like alerts every 15 minutes on my Garmin to remind me to eat. And sometimes they went and I just couldn't drink or eat, but I just made it a point that whenever I got to a spot where I could, I would take it. And remember, I'm just doing, I'm taking all my calories and all my liquid through my hydration pack. So it makes it a lot easier. I can just like hang the nozzle in my mouth when I don't need to Mm -hmm. drink. And then, uh, I can drink from it when I need to. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of like finding your windows and not trying to force it. But one thing that I thought was really interesting. So I ran lower. So yesterday I ran higher pressure in my tires, uh, because mm. it was big, rocky, chunky. I didn't want to slam a rim. And even though I'm running inserts. So yesterday I ran 16 and a half, 16 and a half and 17 and a half. But today I ran 15 and 16 and I have been running 15 and a half and 16 and a half. Um, and I ran that because I heard that this climb had a lot of loose stuff. And I think that helped a lot. But another really big thing, and these, those are on 2.4 Aspens with tubalite inserts. Um, but another big thing that I feel like helps on those climbs is pedaling with your glutes more. And what I mean by that is like making sure that you're in, if you're not using your glutes, you tend to have a less stable pedal stroke and you're less planted on the saddle and your glutes really help with a lot of stabilization of your legs. And if you flare out your knee from one side to the other, it really changes your balance. And when you're fighting for traction, you're just on the line, any sort of movement like that can make you wash out and lose momentum. And then you have to restart. So like the whole time I'm going up that I'm just focusing on like engaging my glutes and using my glutes to drive the pedals. And uh, so all that stuff makes it so that you can be more stable Then you can find those moments to eat and drink. You just have to place them appropriately. You know, it's just like full focus. It's like you said, mentally exhausting stuff yeah well okay and then only last question um having done these four stages now uh with this kind of terrain agree or disagree uh being familiar with your own rpe is important in off-road racing yes or no oh yeah like 100 percent. and also understanding that it's going to decouple from power like you Mm -hmm. can't just trust power you can view it as like uh, you have to have modifiers or like some sort of like additional thing to be able to adjust, right? It's the power number doesn't represent the effort all the time. It's key. And I think that that's like a really important and like a good call for doing your workouts outside as you get closer to your event on similar terrain. If it compromises the quality of the workout, don't do it. But on days where you have like a tempo day or something else, go out and feel what it's like to ride at what is typically like a relatively easy power output, but ride it on the terrain that you'll be riding on. And it really changes a ton. And if you're just so fixated on the numbers and the race, then that's going to be really discouraging to you because you'd be like in training, I can do way more than this. What's going on. Um, so you really just have to adjust everything for the circumstances that you find yourself in. And even more so in a stage race, you just have to understand that every day you're going to be a little, like you're not going to be able to put out as much power. It just happens. Fatigue ramps up and it doesn't go away. Yeah. Awesome. It just feels validating too, because like, I wasn't sure if I should do a power meter on my new XC build and, um, got really mixed information about how important it is to have power on your XC build. And it's like, feels validating that because I'm familiar with RPE, 
like my workouts and like pacing in a race specifically isn't going to suffer because I am familiar with it, you know? Yeah. And I think power is incredibly crucial. Like anytime that I am able to just control the effort, I'm looking at power to make sure mm-hmm. that I'm not getting over eager. Um, and it just provides like when in racing, it's just hugely beneficial without it. You're lacking. Like you're basically without it, you're using a ruler that even though it says it's 12 inches, it could measure six inches one day. It could measure 14 the next and, or one moment to the next one climb to the next. Uh, mm-hmm. so you need that source of truth for me, at least to be able to gather good information from it and then make good judgments. So yeah, it's, you need it in my opinion, but then you also have to understand that, you know, 250 Watts is different in different circumstances. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, feeling refreshed and ready for tomorrow. Only a couple more. Yeah. I'm I like on the side of a road in Alberta somewhere right now. Uh, sorry for the, <laughs> probably the noise of cars. No. I'm just trying to get the podcast recording because I'm doing a long drive up to the next stage. Um, I swapped out grips on my bike um, oh, to some fresh why? grips. Um, my grips are already getting worn out mm-hmm. and those grips had one week on them before this race, but, uh, they're grips Whoa. that do wear out quickly. They're the ODI elites. Oh yeah. No, no. ODI F1 vapors. They're like a oh. ESI style grip. Um, but yeah, this race already wore through them. So swapped out grips. And then, um, today I'm also going to swap out my bottom bracket. Uh, I think that it's starting to, to get wrecked too. So uh, I had to stop by a bike shop and get that just little things that you have to like do amidst the stayed race, you know, to keep things fresh, but yeah, doing that. And then I'm going to do some laundry tonight too. So then I have choice because tomorrow starts at 11 AM. And Mm -hmm. so it's going to be a lot hotter and I think it's also lower elevation. So it'll also be hotter. So I'm, I need to wash my kit that's lighter in color and I'm planning on bringing extra water and bringing on a bottle of just having water so then I can like douse myself um, with that. And anyways, nice. yeah, I'm a, uh, so yeah, onward and planning ahead for a hot stage. So cool. You've got chores, then we won't keep you from it. And uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you after tomorrow's stage. Good job. Thanks, oh, so. you got 10th. You got 10th today. Yes, I did. Right? I got 10th. Uh, yes, 10th and I'm 10th in GC too. So, um, nice. even though it was a good day and we gave her stick, so to speak, um, this, that's stage racing. It's really funny how that works. Right. How like, uh, mm-hmm. yesterday I got ninth and moved from 18th to ninth in GC. I think because of the technicality of the stage, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then today had a, what I felt like was a good performance. Um, and I got one place worse and it moved back one place worse, but in the end, it's not about the result in terms of relative placing to other people. It's about me executing, uh, a race that I know I'm doing a good job on and, uh, racing smart, making good decisions. So sick. Love it. Cool, man. Thanks. Abby. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You. Good luck. Yeah.